0: Hi everyone! um In case you can't tell by Kelsey's laughter, I said something <laughs> stupid right before we started recording again. Uh, we have a little countdown thing, and I did a little lift off. like countdown thing, like a rocket ship <laughs> and it said lift off. Uh, so yeah, this is the review episode yeah. for uh, the wayward dragons, where we, you know, talk about books that we've read, shows, movies um bitch and complain about the world at large yes. and all that fun stuff yes uh if you're joining us for the first
1: time i'm johnny and i'm kelsey and yeah welcome as we discuss books movies tv shows video games things we've loved things we hate it's like we both definitely have some hate hate this week
0: <laughs> all the hate all the hate
1: <laughs> Woo! yeah
0: Yeah. I mean I mean how we want to get into the books first or um (laughs) we want to get into our other hate first.
1: (laughs) There's so much hate. Oh my god. One, this weather.
0: You you should uh you should review the job you've had for the past uh you know, fifteen years. Oh
1: god. So
0: (laughs) zero out of ten would not
1: recommend. So, and it's, like, this is my thing. So, I I have quit my first job. And I've worked for a major grocery retailer for, for over 14 years. Over 14 years. And literally the most toxic relationship you could ever be in in your life is working for a major grocery retailer. It's not just the one I worked at, but just any of them. Any of them. And to be able to leave before shit hits the fan, absolutely beautiful. Like, um, the management team at the store I worked at, absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. We have someone stealing time for hours on end. We have proof that they're not in the building. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we have sexual allegations going on with someone in our major management team, um, whatever. And those of us who are standing up to this management team while well, our lives are becoming living hell and they're starting to suspend these people pending investigations for simple things. Um, you know, and if what's good for the goose is good for the gander type situations is happening. Um, I'm so happy to be finally done with that (laughs) like I I tell people the only good thing I got out of working out of for that grocery retailer for so long is I I met my best friend and I met my husband that's the only thing I got (laughs) like that's it like I I've gone through so much heartache and, and just 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 would not recommend doing it. Just, it, oh, I'm so happy to be finally done with that. And I never have to go back. I never have to wake up at two thirty in the morning, if ever again, Ugh. <laughs> I have to work with teenagers now, but that's a price to pay for not working at two thirty in the morning anymore.
0: Well, to quote,
1: <laughs> you
0: know, to quote, uh, my chemical romance, <laughs> teenagers scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> they could care less as long as someone. <laughs> I
1: fucking love my chemical romance. One. Two. That is so fucking true. <laughs> like, but also, tell you. also. I am very scared for the future of our country, considering how dumb some of these teenagers are. Holy shit.
0: You know, I would say the same, but I'm scared of the future of the country. I've been scared of the future of the country, simply for the fact of how dumb some of the people in the previous generations have been, where they've just been, you know, lying in their own pockets and... Basically saying, fuck fuck the economy, fuck the government, and they complain, or fuck the government, fuck the people, because they are the government, and the rich and the wealthy, and they keep screwing everyone over. But you know what? I don't feel like going into an (laughs) anti-capitalist rant today, so I'm going to keep that to myself. It's just... I will rant about the Jason Jason Aldean song, though, if you want.
1: I have not heard his song I am not a big country. I'm not into like the country phase right now of music. I've, I've heard a lot of controversy around his song. He's defending his song, which he has every right to. Um,
0: but. So so here's the thing. The majority of the language and imagery throughout the yeah. song, it's a thing called dog whistling. And what dog whistling is, because I learned about this turn recently, and I don't know if you know what no. this is or if any of our listeners know, It's when you use certain terminology and imagery to, you know, portray one thing, but you're actually saying something else.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: And and so a lot of it's like super, super racist uh, jargon and bullshit that he has plugged in there that's totally not racist. Um, Yet, for instance, one of the things like the music video, he's recording in front of a... Courthouse where he has like a big American flag and a spotlight shining on it, where they literally hung a young black man from like attached to the building on the courthouse, and it is like a historic, like significantly historic event that is very well known about the courthouse. And he's just like, nope, that's totally not what this is about. That's Mm -hmm. not what we're you know imaging here, and it's like. no, that's, that's fucking what you're doing. And then, you know, supposedly they had all this imagery in there in the music video. And I'm not a big fan of modern country or stadium country or pop country or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I do like old country where, you know, it's basically old country that's like folk and punk
1: yeah.
0: or folk punk now where they're like, fuck the government, fuck the cops, <laughs> you know, obviously... I'm a fan of that. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, but the issue is, is that, you know, there's a lot of imagery in there, where, you know, it's one massive bootlicker, two yeah. massive amounts of issues where, you know, they're basically saying that, you know, these people are the issue and by these people, I mean, minorities, yeah or anyone who is non-Christian and doesn't fit into their ideology way in life are the issues and that they're going to take them out and deal with them. Uh, but a lot of the video and stuff that they use that was supposedly stuff that happened during riots and protests and blah, 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 blah. And you know, as they call them terrorist attacks, even though they're not terrorist attacks because you're fighting for freaking equal rights yeah. and equality, which is you know very different than a terrorist attack. Yeah uh terrorist attack is what happened on January sixth at the Capitol building. Yes. Um which you know was you know a peaceful visit yeah, peaceful according protests. to those people. Um even though many people died and they support the cops but they killed multiple cops during it. But I'm not going into <laughs> all that. Um, not that. they 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 used stock footage mm-hmm. of protests from not places that weren't even in the United States. Yeah. like that one of the videos is a guy with a Molotov cocktail throwing it and that was done as an art project like that was something from an art project it wasn't it had nothing to do with anything to do with any protest Um, there's stuff from like protests in Canada over other things protests in France over completely different things and so they just took all these stock videos and shoved them in there and said oh well this is what happens in america and you know when people are being disrespectful and being terrorists and blah blah when blah, they have no fucking clue what they're doing or talking about and it's just it's it creates so much hate and like there's images yeah. you know people are like oh well you can't prove that he's a racist there's images of him at a party with blackface on
1: you can't do that. And for, th- for
0: any of our listeners that outside of the United States who does not know what blackface is, it is a, it's a way of like putting on d- certain dark makeup, yeah. um, that is indicative of a negative stereotype mm-hmm. that a caricature of, uh, black people in the United States that was done for quote unquote comedy purposes to mock black people and their culture. Yes. Um, and it's, it's ridiculous. Like there's other cultures that you like use black makeup yeah. for certain things like Morris dancers in uh, the UK. Yeah. But here's the thing is that they've even stopped doing that. Most Morris dancers use blue makeup now with yeah. like dark blue makeup instead of black makeup because of the issues with blackface. And that's how culture evolves. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's but still dark makeup.
0: This guy's a hundred percent a freaking racist and he's throwing it in everyone's face. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's anyways, that's my <laughs> rant. So,
1: I was like, I it's in the news a I lot. Right now. A it's in the news a lot. And I just kinda <clears throat> I mean, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I really don't.
0: You know what else is in the news a mm. lot? Barbie Heimer.
1: But yeah, a lot of the kids I work with are all about the Barbie movie right now. And...
0: Well, because they've got like the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie, mm-hmm. and uh, you know because they came out around the same time, and so or they were coming out at the same time, and so of course someone made a meme about it, which came in like this whole cultural thing, and uh, f- uh, AMC theaters. <laughs> I freaking love this AMC theaters. Actually sold tickets for double feature because of the meme. Oh my god! They they sold over twenty thousand tickets for double features. Should see these two movies back to back because someone made a meme about it. Oh my
1: it. god! I mean, mark, good job marketing. Like, take advantage of that yeah. situation for sure. Right. I'm
0: like I'm you know an anti-capitalist but that's that's great like good for them. business planning
1: like good for you capitalizing on something that's already there that like wants it there
0: yeah because you, and you know people are gonna buy into it and it's not hurting anyone no
1: no that's funny
0: oh hey speaking of not hurting anyone uh the writer strike
1: yeah that's still going on
0: it's sad. Like, it's, it's going to continue going on until they, you know, get the money that they deserve. Because, you know, oh, fuck these. Said <laughs> so I wasn't gonna go into a capitalist rant. Like, an anti-capitalist yeah, rant, sir. But fuck. Fuck these rich assholes, who are sitting there and saying, we're not gonna pay you. And we're not gonna take it. And yeah. we're only gonna give you what we think you're worth and are gonna start using AI to start uh, making and writing script, because fuck that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're screwing, you're screwing people who work hard on their art out of money. I mean, the whole point, the whole whole thought process, you know, it was a big thing 20, 30 years ago, where, you know, the thought was, I can't wait till we have AI. So people who, you know, do things to express themselves and work through art can freely do that. And it frees up us on, you know, menial labor. And so people don't have to exhaust themselves. Well, what's happening now is the exact opposite Mm -hmm. is where they're forcing people to do a lot of menial labor and forcing people to basically kill themselves and having machines do all the art and write shit,
1: yeah,
0: because it's cheaper. There's a there's a great episode for, and I'll plug this in. Black Mirror, amazing show, um, but there's a great episode in this last season, and that's basically what the premise is: is uh, AI taking control. Mm-hmm. So there's a woman who I don't remember the actress's name. She plays uh, the daughter from Schitt's Creek, yeah, uh, but she. Uh, you know, she works at a business, she's boss, you know, boss, babe at the business boss, girl, boss, boss, lady, whatever you want to call her, you know, kicks ass. And uh, she takes it and goes home to her partner and they decide to put something on. It was basically Netflix. It was, I forget exactly the term they call it, but they find a show that's about her and about her day. And so she starts watching it, and they, you know, over-dramatize everything and make her out to be a complete bitch in the show. And she's like, this is not what happened. This is not how it happened. And, like, they're taking things from her life and over-dramatizing it. And she's, apparently, when you sign up for their uh, subscription thing, they have a right to monitor everything you do, and you use it as a show for material. What? So she goes to try to put a stop to the, yeah so she goes to try to put a stop to this and uh you know come to find out she is a spoiler <laughs> if you have not watched this so skip skip ahead like 15 seconds <laughs> or 15 20 seconds whatever but spoiler she finds out that she is actually a version of her in the show from someone else who's watching the show so it's layer upon layer upon layer
1: That's that's fucked up that's fucked up on a lot of levels.
0: But, but that episode was made in commentary because that is something that Netflix and a number of other companies are trying to do is take images of people and like background characters and stuff and use their likeness, like do the recording and then use their likeness through AI in other works. Yeah. So they only have to pay people once, only have to pay actors once. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. And while yes, actors, uh, if you're a big name actor and you're in a lot of like blockbuster movies, you do make bank, Mm -hmm. but a lot of actors that are getting started out and stuff don't, Mm -mm. the, Mm -hmm. you know, the voice actors don't make as much money as you would think, uh, the writers sure as hell don't make any money. And that's what the protest is about is saying, no, you're going to pay us a livable wage. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Marvel's She-Hulk. I found the series enjoyable. Yeah. Uh and social commentary was just <laughs> right on the money there were some continuity issues uh with it and the rest of the MCU but the person who was the one of the writers mm-hmm. on it this is working making a marvel show making a disney show. Yeah.
1: Do
0: you know how much money they made?
1: Not enough to pay their rent.
0: Three hundred and eighty six dollars. Not
1: enough to do anything. Yep.
0: It's like the amount of time and effort it takes to create yeah. art, even if you don't consider that art, that is art oh, yeah. and the amount of time that it takes. And then you all these assholes from these corporations are like, no, we're we're not gonna agree to their uh we're not gonna agree to their terms. We're gonna take and we're gonna starve them out. And wait until, you know, October, November when they're homeless and starving and they come crawling back to us. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, they openly said this. Yeah. Yeah. It's.
1: Yeah. We went.
0: It's fucking ridiculous.
1: When we went through contract negotiations because my first job was a union, same thing. You, why do I not deserve to be paid more, but you get a multi million dollar bonus? Why do you need more money to yep. buy another boat when I need more money to pay my bills because everything else is going up in cost and the raise that you gave me why can you gave aff- me doesn't just barely covers anything for me but it's okay for you to have multi million dollars and a bonus off of my labor for you to go buy like another house and another boat what
0: yeah why can you afford to go on multiple vacations every year and i have to use my vacation days for sick days or for funerals yeah. and or for mental health days because i'm so freaking exhausted from constantly working all the time and busting my ass at the job yeah. and then still have to worry about making it week to week yeah it's yeah you know it's ridiculous yep
1: and it's like these writers can go stay on strike as long as you can stay on strike as long as you can get as much money as you can I'll, I'll watch like you, if uh, i had the money uh, i would
0: donate money to them huh uh, i said if i had the money i would donate money to them yeah but unfortunately i don't have the money but i mean you've got the writers guild and the screen actors guild both protesting yep. which means that pretty much all production of everything has stopped yep as far as entertainment world, um, the Screen Actors Guild did greenlight 15 films. And that's it. Out of all the like shows yeah. and stuff that's being worked on. 15 films. And the thing is that every single one of those 15 films are indie films. Yeah,
1: they're independent. Which is-
0: yep. And then uh, uh, two of which uh blank what's the name of the 24 okay so so two of which are a24 films Mm -hmm. and if you're not familiar with a24 films you should be because like everything everywhere all at once was a24 heredity midsummer which i absolutely dislike yeah for multiple reasons that i'm not going into (laughs) right now um but you know, amazing company. They actually pay the actors and the writers fairly. Yep. Uh, but two of the films were A twenty four films. So that's that's nice. But they that's that's all they're clearing. So everyone else is just stuck. You know, it's it's not happening.
1: No, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Everybody needs more money.
0: Um, but yeah.
1: But hey, let's talk
0: about books. That's enough uh, (laughs) me going off on rants that I was not planning on going off on. (laughs) Would you like to start?
1: I can. So I so I almost finished this Assassins of Landria series by Gail Martin. I'm almost done. I've got one more book to listen to. They're less than like 7 hour books they're like real real quick. Um the only problem is, is the only place I can find the last one is Audible. And it's like I really don't want to waste my, one of my credits on a 7 hour book. I will, but um so basically what happens is, is there's two assassins there that, that are part of the King's assassins and obviously there's a revolution coming type scenario of the witch lord and no one in the kingdom is really believing that the witch lord is is masterminding all these little things happening um you know counterfeit happening smuggling and all these little treason things happening across the kingdom but the assassins are they they're like this is who this is this is what's going to happen you know they're going to kill the king and the king does die and the, all this weird limbo stuff happens um gail martin's a epic fantasy writer um and she wrote this series as like a like um like a movie like if if a, if a movie became a book type thing if that makes any sense like they're real, they're real yeah. quick it's a lot of action a lot of moving parts all at once there's we're not sitting still like there's build-up but not a lot of build-up i love everything that she writes um and then i listened to she's got like she loves supernatural the show and she wrote this series with her husband um where it takes place in in pennsylvania which is where they're from and it <laughs> It's like if Dean Winchester was a lonely child. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, main character Mark, his whole family, was basically killed in a Wendigo attack, And his sister-in-law absolutely hates his guts. Because, you know, you didn't save your brother, my husband, and all this shit. Um, but basically the stories are just him going around killing monsters. Well, not necessarily killing monsters. Um, (laughs) he has, I, I think of you all the time with this. Um, they have what's called a cryptid preserve in the book. And it's like this, this, um, his partner's a priest in the, in the book, like work partner is a priest and works for the secret Vatican thing. And they get this like sacred Native American land that's known for the great hunt. That was like taking people. Um, they get like this area, like kind of cordoned off and they make it a cryptid preserve. (laughs) So
0: kind of like, uh, did you ever see the show sanctuary? No. Uh, sanctuary hmm. came out in, what year did that come out? Uh, okay, Sanctuary ran from October of 2008 through December of 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a show about this global organization that they were a sanctuary for cryptids. So they would go and like find cryptids to, they would protect them mm. or house them uh if they were dangerous to other people in these sanctuaries
1: i mean it's like this huge preserve and one of the like guards is he's managed to um he managed he manages to like persuade this this hunter he's a ghost um this russian hunting ghost um he helps him on this the great hunt story that like short story um but like everything's there the moss man lizard people um it just everybody's there and it just it absolutely cracks me up they even have like a cryptid doctor and but what basically kind of the undercurrent storyline is is um there's there's someone out there like trying to manufacture special people. Um, And there's gonna be a big paranormal like event that's about to happen and it's up to Mark and his crew to kind of stop it. The CIA wants nothing to do with it, but they want stuff to like, they wanna put their fingers in it, but like they can't. If that makes any sense. Um, So it's like, we'll, we'll stop the grid you know, we'll stop stuff from like flying over and like communications outside, you know, when this happens. Um, because there's like mad scientists that are they're trying to stop. <laughs> so, yeah, finished, finished that. That was that was it's funny, it's comically funny because it's, it's like if Gene Winchester didn't, if it was a lonely child and didn't have Sam and never traveled the country and just never left Pennsylvania and. I think that's who Mark's, like, the characters modeled after is Dean Winchester. Because <laughs> every place, every diner they stop at, he has to eat a piece of pie. <laughs> yeah, like, probably. that sounds like Dean Winchester. Um, And then I listened to... um, I finished Dead Man in a Ditch. So that's book two of the Fel- Fetch Phillips series by Luke Arnold um basically the the magic in the world has come out there's no magic in the world so all the magical creatures are like reversing so like vampires are actually aging and werewolves were creatures are kind of stuck in weird like half and half type things um but in the second book um fetch's mentor you find comes back but not in a good way um his men- I'm not gonna ruin it but it it I mean I kind of saw it coming just because of it's very like anti-government type thing happening um, the government doesn't want any any magical beings to be in the world so it's like hmm. So I, I kind of saw the whole Mentor being not what they've seen coming. Um, and then, so, this is my bad review for the week. So I started The Sanatorium by S- Sarah Percy. It's part of Reese Witherspoon's book club. The cover gives, like, good horror vibes. You know, gives gives good horror vibes. Um, uh, this is one of the worst books I've ever read, and I will probably not finish this at all. The amount of whining the main character does. Um, I don't like the use of mental illness in this. Um, she, she goes through an ordeal, so she's a detective, and... She has horrible like PTSD and anxiety, but it's not from like her almost getting killed on the job. It's because she sees her brother, her younger brother, like drown and she's convinced that her older brother did it. But I don't think that's what happens. But it's just, it's, just, it... this is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. I've been trying to listen to the audio and I, I, I just can't do it. I just, I cannot do this. I don't know what Reese Witherspoon was on when she was like, this is so great. This is absolutely horrible. This is absolutely horrible. And like it's, it's book one in like a couple book series and what the fuck? This is absolutely horrible. And then, true to my fashion, I pick up like book seven of a book series. I got to go back and read one. Um, I do this all the fucking time, and I laugh at myself every time. I don't. I don't understand how because I pick up that, a cover like... that looks like this. It looks like super spooky, and I'm just like, "Ooh!" and don't realize that it's. You're not supposed to judge a book by. A totally cover. do don't care. Um, so the author, um, Kelly Armstrong, I actually, she's got a young adult series. Um, I actually have it. Um, and it's the series. I forget what hold on. I can go get it. Hold on. The series, it starts out with, I want to say the summoning. It's a young adult, um, series where, this teenager she's stuck in a group home and but she can see the dead and it's kind of like her journey through that and i remember reading her that that series of hers when i was in high school absolutely devoured it so i didn't realize she writes like a romantic um cop series that i mysteriously picked up book seven of eight um so i'm starting back at book one (laughs) um basically she the detective in the book she um she was raped when she was like 18 19 in college and the guy that she was dating at the time was had mob ties and was selling drugs on another person's territory so the other people like find them in an alley beat them up um but he runs away and obviously they catch her and rape her um horribly beat her and when she comes out she finds the boyfriend and um kills the boy and she kind of always takes a secret with her never really tells anybody while the mob family of that boy she killed finds her finally um almost kills her boyfriend. Her best friend is trying to escape a, um, super abusive relationship. She married a top notch lawyer. And even though they're divorced, he's, he knows how to skirt the law because he's a lawyer to make it so that he can still hurt her, but not get prosecuted type thing. And the friend finds a, um, it's called city of the lost is the first book, and it's where people who want to disappear, disappear too. Um, but what you don't know is it's a, it's a turn-of-the-century type village. It's in the middle of the Yukon, um, kind of in the middle of Canada type by the Yukon. Um, and there's no um, electricity, there's no way for you to contact the outside world type thing and um someone is murdered and because she's a detective they need her um so that's kind of the premise of the first one (laughs) that i finally have gotten into but um yeah kelly armstrong is actually a really good author i loved her young adult series and i've actually bought the books that i read when i was a kid it's kind of like these are awesome type thing um from thrift books if no one buys off of thrift books, you totally should. Um, so I love thrift books. It's weird to have like library books in your house, but that's what you mainly get from. Um,
0: no, thrift, thrift books, books is honestly it's it's amazing. If you buy books or buy used books, they're uh, awesome. yeah. So I would recommend one your local used bookstore. Yeah, or is it one one your library. Yes. Two your uh local used bookstore and then three thrift books.
1: Yeah. I was like they're always packaged really nice. And it's honestly it's just they're old library books that you don't have that are not able to be used anymore. They're not super damaged, you know, they're still in really good shape. Um, but the library just doesn't have a need for that anymore type thing. Well,
0: Some of them are just books that people had that, you know, someone passed away mm-hmm. or did, couldn't keep anymore for whatever reason yeah. and wanted to get rid of. I've actually gotten autographed books mm-hmm. from thrift books. Like I bought books mm-hmm. and they just happened to be autographed by the author, yeah. which is crazy because it's happened more than once. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's always baffling. I, but they're, they're good quality books. Yeah. yeah. So what what did you read? <laughs> um, cause I'm, I'm waiting, of, I'm so. waiting on this rant for you.
0: Well, so first off, I'm going to skip the, my rant till the end. So the first thing that I read, uh, was wannabe reckoning with pop culture that shapes yeah. you by Aisha Harris, Uh phenomenal book, great book. There are certain things that obviously as a, uh, her being a, uh, cis black woman uh and me being a uh you know non-binary person that i don't exactly mesh with well yes and don't like you know it's i not really mesh with that i can't relate yeah. to uh you know being from european descent primarily uh but i un- i appreciate the overall narrative amazingly written first no. off uh but a lot of the book what it was saying Uh, Of course, some of the context I can't directly relate to, but I understand what she was trying to say through a lot Mm -hmm. of it. And basically, it's shattering the concept of, hey, this is what has been portrayed of an individual like me Mm -hmm. throughout history, throughout media. And, uh, you know, fuck that because I don't fit into that category. You know, there are certain stereotypes that are precious to me because they are relatable, or because it was they were so influential in who I am as a person and who the culture that I have. But at the same time, that's not who I am as an individual. And I don't fit that mold. Yeah, And I'm not going to be forced into that mold and being forced into that ideology because that's what people See me as or think I should be yeah uh, highly, highly recommend okay. honestly great, great phenomenal book. Uh, it was recommended to me, and I like I said, great um so then I I'm gonna skip the what I read between that and the next thing. <laughs> so I read the uh, overtaken online book series. it's four books uh. It is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go into all the names because some of the names are kind of weird, uh, but yeah, so if you just look up Overtaken Online book series, it's four books. Um, it, of course, is a lit RPG book about a guy who he's been struggling with the death of his wife for the past year, year and a half, and so he... know he used to be a game designer he's been basically quit his job he's been mourning and he got accepted into being uh going into overtaken online which is a fully submersive uh, rpg or mmo rpg rather and he kind of because of course you know he levels up or makes certain choices so he becomes the special person in the story like there happens a lot yeah and uh t- these types of games where they plug into a video game uh no, no the uh the world building was really interesting the first book wasn't i i it was medium rated to me i i gave it three out of five stars <laughs> but the rest of them that was solid solid marks uh the book series get better as it went on highly recommend Uh, The book series that I read between the uh, this is what I between wannabe and uh, overtaken online. So I I averaged out the stars, and there are seven books in the series.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, I averaged out what I rated everything, and it averages out to one point seven stars. Kelsey was confused why I went through all all the books and read, had, read them like I did, but she remembered that I'm a complete yeah. list and can't not yeah. finish book yeah.
1: series. He he has to finish a book series. If, if Johnny starts a series, no matter how horrible he thinks it is, has to finish it. I, on the other so, hand,
0: there is only book. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, there is only one book series. There's only one book series that I. Have never completed yes um that i refused to complete uh, i could not even get fully through the first book yeah. because it was that bad yeah and i'm not gonna say which book <laughs> it was i'll just say that there's a tv show that's made after the book and the tv show is phenomenal
1: yeah Book's and exactly.
0: uh it was great i mean the book series was horrible it's the i think it's the one exception to the rule of the book being better than the tv show yes. or movie
1: Yes. I I totally agree with that uh, statement. Sometimes there are exceptions and for that but, it yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is uh this book series is the Logan Ravenbark saga. Um like I said seven books. I average rating is 1.7. It 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 portrays itself as a exploratory
1: sci-fi series
0: okay you know like exploring the universe and expanding human horizons and all that fun stuff um it was missionaries going and trying to convert other species to christianity okay this was in a christian attempt at a sci-fi series where they're like yeah, let's go teach aliens about Ooh. Jesus. Where they tried to, like, mix in other things into it, yeah. and it was constantly insulting to other like other cultures, even if they were fictitional. Um, and you could see a lot of parallels between it and cultures that we have here, you know, on Earth, or cultures that have been here in the past. Uh, yeah. It was... Honestly, it's it was painful (laughs) it was fucking horrible I was Um, like I'm
1: looking at the ratings on Goodreads and there's like maybe one or two reviews of this for like each one
0: uh, so how
1: did you find this (laughs) so
0: it was a recommendation that came up
1: like on Goodreads
0: Uh, no I think it was on audible that it came up as a recommendation
1: Okay, of like, because I I know you've been but, enjoying the, the RPG, the lit RPG.
0: Yeah. This wasn't even a, this wasn't even a lit RPG. That's the sad part what? is this was no, this was an actual, like, oh, this is the future of humanity. And we're going to go to the stars and teach aliens about Jesus. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's almost like someone took watch star Trek and they're like, you know, I love this. But I hate that they acknowledge that other theologies exist. Yeah. And that people have different beliefs. So I'm going to create my own thing where we do mission work to the stars. This is honestly, let's say, I'd say probably the second or third worst book series I've ever read.
1: Because, like, some of these, the Logan Raven Barks saga, like, they're all, they're not even done right in reads, but some of these don't even have reviews like at all there's yeah. no
0: yeah like that's yeah um zero out of ten would not recommend <laughs> even if it were to save your life
1: like oh my god
0: uh, like uh, honestly offhand the only book series i can think that i would say is worse
1: than these
0: is the sookie stackhouse mystery novels
1: and you did not finish those you didn't finish the first one
0: that's yeah that's 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 the only thing i can think of that i would actually rate less yeah as far as a full book was like because there's
1: other books he's got other books like but and they're not numbered right like you can tell like this is like a first time author if that makes any sense. Like, there's no um, biography. The books aren't done in series order. Like, normally when you go on Goodreads and it's part of a series, there's a uh, something under the title name that shows you what part of the series it's part of. There's none of that there, either. How the hell did Why did Amazon... Why did Audible think this was a good idea?
0: I don't know. i like their, I said, I would not write. Their
1: algorithms are off for you. Out, that algorithms off. They need to. That, that robot's doing off. a bad job. Holy
0: shit! Speaking of robots, this was a while back, but did you hear about the uh, the robot they had that was doing menial tasks and yeah. like it? was doing the same task repetitively for 15 minutes. didn't want to die. It changed its own programming and shut itself down. Yep.
1: It's like, hmm. What makes you think I want to do the same task over and over and over and over and over 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 again? Like, yeah, no, I saw that. And it makes me... It makes me laugh. Sorry, my farm market near my house, they have... I just got the notification saying that there's limited time for um, like fresh pie things. Sorry.
0: <laughs> You're good.
1: Uh, <laughs> Dean Winchester. But you know, yeah, I so
0: heard. I think that
1: reincarnated.
0: It, it heard your phone heard you say pie.
1: Yeah, it brought up it brought it up. Like, that's one of the things I'm trying to do is eat more at farm markets and stuff like that. And the one I...
0: I was going to say, you're trying to eat more pie? Uh, you
1: know what? The pies at the one farm market I found are absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it's like, all right. I, I will gladly accept getting a notification saying, like, fruit cream pies are here for limited time. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to leave that statement
1: (laughs) alone. I'm like, all right. All right. I'll I'll make a trip down one of my days off this this week when I'm not at the dentist. Do you have any other recommendations for this this episode? Movies? Shows?
0: Uh, Oh, I did start watching the 2000. But I think 2020, I think, came out. Um, Digimon series for or Digimon Adventures 2020, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm going to wait till I complete the series to give a review on it. Uh, oh, I did watch Sorry for Bothering You. Okay. Uh, that's a fun movie highly recommend okay uh basically it's this guy who uh that's it's social commentary in part but they live in a world where i guess unions didn't work out originally or got shut down so the world is a lot worse off than it is now <laughs> so somehow but this guy it's a black guy and he goes and works at a call center and no one's taking his calls and he uh okay um I mean. one of the guys that works with him's like yeah you got to do your white voice and he's like what and he's like yeah it's this black guy that works with him and he's just like yeah you got to take it and you got to do a voice of like what white people wish they sounded like when you call them so he count like so they have a voiceover for his white voice and oh,
1: my God. it's fucking
0: it's phenomenal but then stuff just goes like worse and worse. Uh, casting is absolutely amazing. Terry Crews plays in it. There's okay. uh, a bunch of. Like, that's that's the name that most people would know is Terry Crews. Jordan Peele plays in. Okay.
1: It. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, but yeah, it's. I highly recommend great great movie uh but that's that's it
1: I was like I haven't really watched any thing besides back my eyelids
0: <laughs> oh I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the trailer for this okay because uh, I think you would enjoy it
1: okay I'll watch it later
0: I have to warn you though mm. there is nudity
1: Oh thank you for the warning. <laughs> thank you thank you for that oh okay sorry it's all a random thing so i started um custom shampoo i can tell you that it's working a little bit nice i might change the scent though i do not like smelling like a fresh bouquet of flowers it's too florally that's the only thing And they come in really tiny bottles. That's the only complaint I'll make. I want to be able to like smell the scents, not just use word descriptives. I want to smell the smells. That's the only complaint I'll have is like, could you like send like a sample kit? So I can smell what they're supposed to smell like? Or can laptops have like smell-o-vision or something? That would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know like that that's my only complaint is i've I've started a custom shampoo for the wedding, because um, I have very thin hair um so it's makes my hair's really soft, but that's all that's all I've got, <laughs> so this one. until yeah. next time. Yeah, it's like, I think that's all we have for this one. Um, we just finished our Satanic Panic episode uh, series. So we're kind of doing some lighthearted episodes because Satanic Panic, this that's a dark thing to research. That is not for the faint of heart. Um, so we're kind of going to be doing some lighthearted episodes to kind of change it up so yep,
0: next episode we're talking about the mother goddess i yes. believe which is going to be a great uh most iconic or one of the most iconic archetypes i believe yes
1: yes yes to kind of change it up kind of do some single episodes so yeah yeah so until next time i'm johnny <laughs> you <Kelsey. laughs> <Bye. laughs> I'm Ron (laughs) Burgundy. Yes. Yes.